This is Adventist World Radio broadcasting in English from Pune. Hello and a warm welcome to you as you join us. In our program today we have music coming to you from Family Reunion Concert and Heritage Singers, a nature study on white as snow, followed by a health message on sunlight. Thought for the day is taken from God's word on the topic anger to forgiveness. This is Maureen and I am Sharad and you are tuned to Adventist World Radio the voice of hope to begin we have a song by family reunion concert Suffering all his 
song I will glory in the cross on AWR and now over to Jennifer for a nature study on white as snow come now and let us reason together said the lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow isaiah 1:18 i like snow i like to wake up in the morning and see everything covered with snow it is so beautiful i don't like to see the beautiful snow covered landscape marred by animal or human tracks but once it is i enjoy being in it myself i'm sure many of you have had the privilege of waking up and seeing the ground covered with snow you may have gone outside and played in the snow and even watched the snow get dirty then you may have watched it snow once more and as the snow covered everything it is clean and white again the old dirt cannot be seen all is a beautiful and picturesque scene white and clean in our text today god is speaking through the prophet isaiah he says you have sinned i know you have sinned you have been disobedient to me but i still love you sit down and let's talk about it Have you ever had your mother or father say that to you? I'm sure you have, and so you and your parents talk things out. This is exactly what God is saying. Let's talk about it. Since sin entered this world, we cannot talk to God face to face, so we use the method of prayer. We tell God our troubles, our joys, and confess our sins. John writes If we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness we have all made our lives ugly with sin Jesus accepts our confession of sin and with his robe of righteousness he covers up those ugly sins and make our lives clean again we are cleansed from sin That is exactly the way God's plan of salvation works for you and me. We mess it up, God cleans it up. As long as God cleans up our lives, we have nothing to fear because he has cleansed us from all sin. That is a promise that is spoken about in our text today. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. claim that promise today in your prayers you heard jennifer with a nature study on awr coming up next is a health message on sunlight brought to you by dr chitra hello i'm dr chitra for the next few minutes we are going to learn something about sunlight kiss of the sun excessive exposure to sunlight can cause skin cancer as well as premature wrinkling and aging of the skin In proper amounts however the sun's rays can be good for your health. What can sunlight do for me? A lot. To begin with, sunlight kills germs. That's why it is important to sun and air out blankets, quilts and other items that are not washed regularly and sterilized in an automatic dryer. Proper amounts of sunshine also give the skin a healthy glow and help make it smooth and pliable. A moderately tanned skin 
is more resistant to infections and sunburns than untanned skin. Then too, sunlight elevates the mood for most people, producing a sense of well-being. Just don't stay out too long and get sunburned. Combined with active exercise, sunshine is an important adjunct in treating acute and chronic depressions. Something to remember during winter's cold and gloomy months. What's more, the body is able to manufacture vitamin D by the action of sunlight on the skin. Vitamin D enables the body to pick up calcium from the intestines and build healthy bones. It prevents both childhood and adult rickets and aids in the prevention of osteoporosis. Sunlight also helps to lower cholesterol to enhance the immune system, to heal acutely swollen arthritic joints and to relieve certain symptoms of premenstrual syndrome. What can sunlight do to me? Sunlight is a major risk factor for skin cancer, especially in light-skinned people eating a high-fat diet. Too much sunlight for them may be particularly damaging. You should also know that burning the skin is extremely harmful for everyone. Every burn destroys healthy living tissue. Repeated burns cause irreversible damage and can set up a person for skin cancer. If that isn't bad enough, repeated sunburn and even repeated deep tanning of the skin gradually destroy its elasticity and its oil glands, producing wrinkling and premature aging. What are some guidelines for safe, healthy exposure to sunlight? Modest tanning is protective, like putting sunglasses on your skin. But you must understand your own tolerance to sunlight. Fair-skinned people and redheads may have to begin with only 5 minutes of exposure to the sun per day. Darker-skinned people can begin with 15 minutes per day. 20 to 30 minutes of sunshine to as much of the body as possible is a realistic goal for most people. Never, never burn. Wear protective clothing, eyewear and a protective sunscreen if needed. Be especially careful in snow or on cloudy days. If you have an outdoor trip or vacation coming up, prepare your skin by giving it progressive exposure in the days beforehand to the point of pinking up. A few minutes of sunshine on your face and hands each day will produce all the vitamin D you need. Open your house to the sunshine each morning. It will improve your health and lift your spirits. For thousands of years, sunlight has been known as a mediator of life. But we know today that it can be healing or destructive. It can be the kiss of life or the kiss of death, depending on how we use it. Thank you, Dr. Chitra, for sharing a message on sunlight. I am sure it was quite informative for our listening audience. We would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704.
hear our bible theme anger to forgiveness this message will be presented by pastor frederick paul a fascinating drama unfolded on a street corner in glendale california several years ago somebody pulled up to a four way stop a car coming toward him had already stopped and was slowly moving into the intersection he called it car a suddenly tires screeching car B came flying into the intersection from the left it slid to a stop just inches from car the driver's door flew open and driver B burst out of his car fuss doubled in anger he was literally dancing in the street driver B was screaming at driver A demanding to know why he'd pulled into the intersection without checking for cross traffic just for a moment He thought he had a front row seat at a boxing match but driver A kept his cool he simply pointed to the stop sign the driver B had failed to see driver B turned looked at the stop sign hung his head and slunk back to his car truths about anger this simple story illustrates several truths about anger first anger is our automatic human response to injustice and usually the more threatening the injustice the more intense the anger driver b believed driver a had violated his right of way to the intersection nearly causing an accident anger is also a highly emotional response and anything that adds emotion to an angry situation will intensify the anger the adrenaline rush the driver b got slamming on his brakes to avoid hitting car a fueled his anger that's why he was dancing in the street a third truth about anger is that it has to do with perception not necessarily with reality driver b was clearly in the wrong but as long as he perceived driver a to be the cause of the near miss he felt angry resolving anger fortunately anger can be resolved 
the simplest way to resolve anger. When the circumstances allow it, is for the angry person to learn the truth and accept it. That's what happened at that intersection in Glendale. Driver B's adrenaline rush from slamming on his brakes combined with the shame of making a fool of himself in public guaranteed that he had been on an emotional high for at least an hour. But the anger itself was resolved. And very quickly, so the next time you are angry, ask yourself, if the facts justify your feelings, might you be at last partially to blame for the situation? Anger can also be resolved by putting the situation into perspective. Let's imagine you are at a party. You accidentally bump into someone, causing him to spill a glass of soda into the lap of a person sitting nearby. Those two people may feel a momentary flash of anger at your carelessness, but they'll probably recognize that you intend no harm. They'll also realize that the soda will soon dry and the garment can be either laundered or dry cleaned. Their anger will be resolved fairly, easily, when they realize that the accident caused only minor inconvenience. So the next time you're angry, ask yourself whether the offending party intended to cause the problem and whether it's serious enough to deserve a major angry response. Anger is more difficult to resolve when a character defect causes people to habitually perceive injustice, whether justified or not. Some people carry around a load of anger from childhood abuse that causes them to view all life through the emotion of anger and to blame others for just about anything that hurts them. The only solution to this form of anger is to acknowledge that most of the anger is unjustified and has distorted their entire view of reality. This acknowledgement requires a fierce commitment to absolute honesty about oneself. It also requires outside help, both from God and other people. We won't be able to deal with this problem as long as we are in denial over it. So we need God's help to be totally honest with ourselves. Even when we faced our own character defects quietly, we must ask Him to remove it. We can't expect it to go away instantly, though. We need to keep asking Him for His help each time we feel anger. As time goes on, those feelings will become weaker and weaker. Facing our own issues quietly is also easier with the help of another human being. Share what's going on in your life with a trusted friend and ask him or her for honest feedback. When it's justified, often the most difficult form of anger to resolve is that which is justified. Someone really did hurt you. And usually, the greater the injury, the more difficult it will be to resolve the anger. It's one thing if someone cheats you out of $10. It's quite another if he cheats you out of 10000 it's also one thing if someone's carelessness causes you to cut your finger or even to break an arm. It's another thing altogether if someone causes you to lose an arm or leg. People who are severely abused as children 
usually carry around the load of anger that in one sense is entirely justified. If this is the case with you, you can complain bitterly that you didn't ask for this burden, which is true. You can wish for the abuser to apologize to you, which does sometimes happen. But regardless of the nature of severity of the abuse and whether or not the perpetrator apologizes, only you can work through your anger. If you don't do it, it won't happen. A common response to severe injustice is resentment, which is anger, stretched out over time. Resentment feels good. The victim feels justified. However, the stress can create severe physical and emotional damage. As long as we allow resentment to continue, the abuser is controlling our lives. We need to ask ourselves how long we want that to go on. As therapists sometimes say, how long do you want the abuser to rent space in your head? Forgiveness. The only permanent solution to genuine abuse and injustice is forgiveness. There are countless stories of people who felt profoundly angry over an injury they suffered from another person. Often, they despaired of a solution and they found it when they were able to truly forgive. Again, here's where help from God and other people is essential. We have no control over our anger. But if we ask Him, God can help us to forgive. He can change our feelings. So be willing to forgive. Ask Him to lead you toward forgiveness. Wise human counselors can also be a tremendous help a wise counselor will spend only a little time sympathizing with your pain and then lead you toward an appropriate resolution. You may have noticed that twice in the previous things that we have discussed, God and wise counselors leading us toward an appropriate resolution. That's because forgiveness for a severe injustice may not come easily. We need to give ourselves time to process the abuse and work toward forgiveness. The good news is that the stress and the pain of anger and resentment don't have to last forever. We can be free. The solution is to move from anger to forgiveness. The four possible solutions to anger. Number one, get the facts straight. Were you really injured? Or does it just appear so to you? Secondly, how serious was the injury? Pay only slight attention to slight injuries. Number three, is a character defect causing you to feel unrealistic anger? Ask God to show you the truth about yourself and seek feedback from trusted friends. And finally, ask God to lead you to forgiveness, the only solution to anger over a genuine injustice. And for a severe injustice, Give yourself time to move from anger to forgiveness. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in His presence
for listening today to this program. We so enjoyed studying together this important topic. We would love to hear from you. You may contact us with your questions or prayer requests by calling 000-800-040-1704. Again, the number to call is 000-800-040-1704. One seven zero four. Thank you, and may God bless you in a special way today. Mm-hmm.